For the sin of deviation is rebellion and arrogance, the crime of idolatry. Good morning, Christian America. This phrase is what the prophet Samuel says to Saul when he disobeys God's command. Saul thought that he had a good reason. He thought that he could make a determination. That's where it all goes wrong. When we decide that we know better than God, when we decide that things have changed in this world, that's where all types of problems can take place and calamity then ensues. Let's talk about that this morning as we get ready to get into our weekend. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here, as always, representing the Christian American revitalization effort where we seek to revitalize the Christian faith across this nation. Why are we doing that? Because it needs to be done. It's obvious. It should be obvious to anyone with eyes and ears to see and to hear how the world has gone awry, continues to go awry, continues to go down the, the path to, of destruction rather than the path of life. Jesus is that road of life. God has a plan for us, a destination for us, a life for us, a life in abundance for us. Should we listen to him? Should we follow the word of God? Should we seek him at every turn? Should we concentrate on his word? Should we study it and learn it? Actually learn it and then obey it. Obedience is not slavery. Obedience is not a hindrance. Obedience to God is freedom. It's freedom to live, to truly live and also to live in anticipation of what is to come. True freedom is living under God. The first three words that God speaks to man in the Garden of Eden are you are free. We are free, we're free to choose. We can choose our own path or we can choose God's path for us. And why do I bring that up today? Well, I bring that up today because as you get into the weekend, I want you to think about something. This, this podcast seeks to do three things. One, to inspire you. Two, to inform you. And three, to educate you. Educate you on the world, on the word, and then how to in, interpret the word and go into the world and live your Christocentric life. Live your Christ-like life. That way you make your life better and the life of your family better, and the lives of your neighbors better, and the lives of your entire city or town or community or state, this entire country, this entire world, we can make it all better. And there's only one who is good. There's only one way to make things better in the objective sense, in the biblical sense. Jesus lays that out when he tells the rich man that, why do you talk about what is good? There is only one who is good. That's the father. There is only one who is good. That's God. 
There is only one who is good. There is only one whose word is good, whose lessons are good, whose examples, who, who came to this earth so that we might live, so that he may set the example of what it is to live in congruence with the word of God. How can we know that if you don't study? How can we know that if we don't read the word of God? And then most important, not when we read the word of God, when we listen to the word of God, we must obey the word of God. Because when we don't, calamity ensues. Bad things happen, ladies and gentlemen. And why do I say that? Why do I bring that up today? Well, one, as you know, this is a social media community and we're on all the social media platforms so we see a lot of dialogue between you each other the audience us we propose questions and content that we put out there and we listen and we watch and we read what other people post because it interests us we want to find out where are you where is the audience intellectually biblically spiritually emotionally psychologically today especially with everything that's going on it fascinates us it interests us it helps us you know, point conversations or develop, uh, you know, talks that deal with certain issues. And, and, and recently, one of the one of the followers of of this social media platform um, post posed a pretty contentious and heated response to another to well, to a to a pastor. And I won't mention his name but to a pastor who speaks and who was speaking on the role of women and marriage in the biblical context, right? In what the Bible says. And she, and it was a woman, I just let that out. So, And so what she took offense to was the obedience, the word obedience. I'm not going to get into what the pastor said, and I'm not really going to get into what uh, the this follower of the community said and her position. That's not the purpose of this. But what really drew our attention was that some of the comments afterward were sort of in the nature of, well, I don't believe that. Well, I don't think so. And someone else said, I think we're past that on these different issues back and forth, which got us to thinking, who is God? Are any of these people God? No, none of those people are God. But yet, in a Christian setting, in a Christian forum, multiple Christians were taking on an unbiblical view of what scripture says. Some actually knew it and said, I think we're past that. Past what? Past the word of God? You're past scripture? This world is kind of bypassed scripture? You call yourself a Christian, but yet when Scripture talks specifically about marriage. You're past it. You don't believe it. You don't ascribe to it. 
which made us think. Where else do we see the examples in scripture? Because nearly every incident, nearly every uh, thing that happens in our lives, we can look back to scripture for help. Something that's happened in the past and how it, they either didn't overcome it or they did overcome it and 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 what took place so that we can understand what does God say to us in these times because we aren't the first to ever have sore feelings or hardships or struggles or arguments or debates on, or on philosophy or theology or whatever right so and it, it immediately drew me back to the book of Samuel and in the book of Samuel Samuel, as a prophet of God, who, who hears God from a kid, since he was a kid, he was called as a, to be a prophet. And when the people reach out for a king, they yearn for a king, Samuel's the one to talk to God, and God provides uh, uh, Saul to be the king. And so Saul's anointed by God through Samuel as the king. And Saul goes into battle and he wins a bunch of battles. He wins battles with the Philistines. And then in particular in this one battle, he wins a battle against uh, the Amaleks. Okay. And in the Amaleks, uh, God gives Saul through Samuel a direct message. Go into Amalek and destroy everyone. Destroy everything. Take nothing for yourself. Destroy them. Now, we in, in, in 2021 can look at that and go, well, how, how right is that? And again, if you, if you start to do that, you start to put your judgment as equal to or greater than God. It's not our decision to say what we agree with or what we don't agree with. When God tells us something, we do it. And so what happens? Saul goes into battle against the Am, uh, against Amalek and he wins. But he 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 doesn't destroy everything. And his men, he gives some of his men some of the prized goats and cattle of the region from from the Amaleks. Uh they destroy all the people, but they keep some of the slaves and they keep some of the livestock. And so when 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 Samuel hears what Saul has done, he's livid. God gave you a directive, and you're and you're disobeying it. What have you done? He's going to turn from you. And so Saul kind of repents at the time, but then Samuel gives a quote, and I'm going to show it to you, so you know that I'm not making things up because it's important. When we discuss scripture, we understand what scripture actually says, and then we can discuss it afterward. And so after Saul gives some of the livestock away, gives some of the uh, slaves to his men, he, he offers a burnt offering. Samuel finds out, he confronts him about, and he's, he's pretty upset. He's pretty upset at the time. And this is one of the things that Samuel then says to Saul. And so this is uh, 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse uh, 22. 
says, but Samuel said, does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obedience to the Lord's command? Obedience is better than sacrifice. To listen better than the fat of rams. And this is an important part right here. Because Samuel says, for a sin of deviation is rebellion and arrogance the crime of idolatry because you have rejected the word of the Lord the, the Lord in turn has rejected you as king that's a powerful statement which brings us back to what's got us here this idea that we as Christians have the intellect the foresight and the history and the knowledge and the wisdom of God. When God tells us to do something, we must do it. When his son, Jesus, shows us how to live and gives us a directive to love one another as you love yourself, that's not an option. It's not an option for us to say, well, I can love him and I can love all of them, but this person, I don't have to love. God will understand. Eh, that's not for us to decide. That's not for you to decide. It's not for me to decide. We might fail. There may be times where hatred comes out of our mouth in, in weakness, in anger, in frustration. But that's different. Intentionally going down the road of, I'm not going to listen to that because I think that I know better or because we're past that as a society. That's just not how scripture is set. Proverbs, it, I encourage, any, encourage anyone to, to read deeply into Proverbs, but Proverbs, there's a proverb that starts that the, the key to wisdom, the beginning of wisdom starts with fear of the Lord. You can't be wise Unless you first know that there is a God and that you listen to that God, right? The God, God. How can you do that? What do you mean listen to God, Eddie? Read the word of God. Read the word of God and listen to it. Because arrogance, as Samuel says, arrogance is idolatry. When you claim that you're smarter that the times are different, that you know better. God knows my heart, but I'm not going to listen right now. You make yourself an idol. You make yourself a God equal or surpassing that in your own mind of the true God. And you have no wisdom when you do it. You might think that you're smarter because people with degrees or the secular world may applaud you, may pat you on the back, may give you awards or certificates or a place at a prestigious table. But that means nothing. It's foolishness if it's not grounded in scripture. It's rubbish. It's not wisdom. And so I want to leave you with that idea. But I also want to read you 
just a brief portion from Proverbs chapter 1. And we're going to start at verse 20. Because you need to understand what it means to have wisdom. You need to understand what it means to listen to the word of God. You need to understand the blessings and everything that's good that can come out of following God's word, whether we see it or not. Second, third, fourth, fifth actions and reactions, generations of things and people. You don't know God's plan. You can't. We don't have the capacity. That's why scripture says not to be wise in your own eyes, not to lean on your own understanding, but on the word of God. We can't make that judgment and put ourselves and our own thoughts and our own feelings and our own intellect above the wisdom of God, because if we try to, we are made to look like fools. We are made fools. We cannot see beyond ourselves. We are limited in that capacity, which makes our judgments also limited, which makes our decisions flawed. But when we listen to God, who has been around since the creation of time and will be around until the end of time, who has a plan that he is enacting. He knows all. He sees all. All that ever was and all that ever will be. We must have the faith. We must have the wisdom to trust in his word. And to trust in his word, we must know his word. And with that, I'm going to leave you. I'm going to read you this portion of scripture from Proverbs 1, chapter, uh, uh, chapter 1, starting at verse 20, so that you understand. Verse 20 starts, and it says, Wisdom cries aloud in the street, in the open squares. She raises her voice down the crowded ways. She calls out at the city gates. She utters her words. How long, you naive ones, Will love, will you love naivete? How long will you turn away at my reproof? The arrogant delight in their arrogance and fools hate knowledge. Lo, I will pour out my, I, I will pour out to you my spirit. I will acquaint you with my words because I called and you refused. Extended my hand and no one took notice because you disdained all my counsel and my reproof you ignored I in my turn will laugh at your doom will mock when terror overtakes you when terror comes upon you like a storm and your doom approaches like a whirlwind when distress and anguish befall you when they then they will call me, but I will not answer. They will seek me, but will not find me. Because they hate knowledge and fear of the Lord they did not choose. They ignored my counsel. They spurred my reproof.
Well, then they shall eat fruit of their own way and with their own devices be gluttoned. For the strain of the naive kills them. The smugness of fools destroys them. But whoever obeys me dwells in security, in peace, without fear of harm. This is scripture that tells us if we listen to God, we will be taken care of. It says we will dwell in his security, in peace, in love, in life forever. But if we choose ourselves, if we think that we know better, if we claim that this generation knows more than God himself, then we are all fools and we are on a fool's errand and we will be made as fools. We will be struck down. We will be in terrible situations because he reached out his hand. He inspired men to write these words so that we may follow, that we may obey. And if we choose not to, the sin of deviation is rebellion and arrogance, the crime of idolatry. If you like what we do here, ladies and gentlemen, I'd ask that you share this video. I'd ask that you share this video with all your family, with all your friends, on your social media platform, on your social media profile, to everyone who knows you, everyone who likes you, whoever, everyone you're connected with. We need to spread the word of God. We need to spread the message of Jesus Christ. We need our country, our communities, our families to come together and have wisdom again and that wisdom resounds with scripture it resounds with the word of god if you agree that's what i would ask you to do i would ask you to share with your family and your friends share on your social media platform comment below engage with the community be a part of the community. We don't ask for donations. We seek participation. We want you to participate in the Christian American community. And we want you to participate by going out into the world and professing your faith in Christ. You can do that in a variety of ways. One of those ways, you can go to ChristianAmericanTees.com and pick yourself up. Christian American tanks, sweatshirts, hoodies, t-shirts, ball caps, iPhone cases, a bunch of items. Go to ChristianAmericanTees.com, pick yourself up. Some Christian American apparel, I'm sure you're going to like it. That way you don't even have to open your mouth. You can walk out and outside. People see you with a nice warm hoodie and it, it should be warm because it's cold out here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, one of these warm hoodies um, and you, they'll know exactly who you are. They'll know exactly where you stand. And trust me, you'll get more love than you think you would. There's a lot of Christians out here, they're, they're, but they're real quiet. They're closet Christians. They don't know much. They haven't read much. They don't study much. And they're kind of worried about how the world is going to treat them. But we can bring them out. We can give them 
confidence to speak their faith in public. But they'll never know it and they'll never have that confidence if they don't see you do it first. So I'm asking you to do it first. Go to ChristianAmericanTees.com and pick yourself up with some Christian American apparel. Spread the word of God until Monday where we continue down our journey through the gospel of Mark. You guys stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Stay warm. Good morning, Christian America.